0: The snowstorms of January 1918 were monumental. At Little Rock, measurable snow was on the ground for 27 days from January 10th until February 5th. It contributed to the decade of 1910 to 1919 being the third snowiest on record at Little Rock, only being beaten by the 1960s and the 1890s. The heavy snow and frigid temperatures made for a month that has been immortalized in the annals of Arkansas weather history. Hopefully, this January doesn't get quite that exciting. Anyway, this is Mapstronaut. Thank you for listening. An important factor in almost every long-range winter forecast in Arkansas is something called the El Niño-Southern Oscillation, or ENSO. ENSO is a massive-scale climate phenomena that impacts most of the world, but especially Asia, the Americas, and other areas bordering the Pacific Ocean. There are three phases to ENSO, El Niño, La Niña, and Neutral, with phases fluctuating periodically, usually somewhere between every two to seven years. These phases concern the sea surface temperatures in the central and eastern tropical Pacific Ocean generally in the area between Ecuador and Kiribati. During a neutral phase, the surface temperatures are generally close to average, which means that pretty much everything else proceeds as normal. Where things get complicated is during the El Niño and La Niña phases. El Niño means little boy or Christ child in Spanish. It was first documented by South American fishermen in the 1600s who noticed unusually warm water in the Pacific Ocean where they were fishing. The name they used was El Niño de Navidad, because El Niño usually peaks around December. During El Niño, sea surface temperatures are above average, and trade winds along the equator weaken or even change direction. This has far-reaching climatological impacts, including reducing rainfall over Indonesia and increasing rain in the tropical Pacific. Closer to home, El Niño has impacts on the weather in the U.S. and Canada. The warmer waters cause the Pacific jet stream to move south of its neutral position. This leads to warmer and drier weather in the northern U.S. and Canada, but wetter and cooler weather along the U.S. Gulf Coast and southeast. El Nino is known to intensify winter storms for residents of the west coast, Gulf Coast, and southeast. It has also been associated with relatively inactive Atlantic hurricane seasons and more active Pacific hurricane seasons. La Niña means little girl and is basically the opposite of El Niño. Rather than warmer than average sea surface temperatures, they're cooler than average. As you might expect, the effects are roughly opposite as well. Indonesia tends to be rainy while the Pacific tropics are more dry, trade winds are stronger, the Pacific jet stream is pushed northward, which leads to heavy rain in the Pacific Northwest and Canada, with warm and dry conditions in the south. La Niña is also associated with a more active Atlantic hurricane season as well as an active severe weather season here in Arkansas. Initial studies of records from 1918 indicated that it was a neutral year with perhaps a weak El Niño. However, these records were heavily impacted by something that was going on on the other side of the world, literally. World War I was primarily a European war. So most of our focus at the time was on conditions over the Atlantic, as we transported goods and soldiers from the U.S. and Canada to the front lines. So we weren't paying a whole lot of attention to what was going on in the Pacific. Additionally, sea surface temperature readings were primarily being made from the South American coast, which doesn't always help when the areas reaching higher than expected temperatures are thousands of miles out to sea. In more recent years, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration has been able to conduct more in-depth studies of indicators of sea surface temperatures from that time. Oceanographers and climatologists now believe that not only was 1918 and 1919 uh, El Nino, it was perhaps one of the strongest El Nino events of the 20th century. Now that we've set up the very large-scale system that was in place, let's look more into what made 1918 a perfect storm for terrible, bitter, cold, and snowy January. December of 1917 had already been unusually cold, which meant that most consumers in Arkansas had wiped out their coal stockpiles, and by the beginning of January, things were already not in a great place. By the time it was all said and done, January 1918 would go down as one of the coldest months on record. A combination of this frigid air and abundant moisture produced heavy snowfall across the entire state several times during the month, with the heaviest coming during the second and third weeks of the month. Snow covered almost the entire state from January 10th through the end of the month, and in much of northern and central Arkansas, it remained on the ground well into the first week of February. Additionally, the combination of Arctic high pressure and all of the snow on the ground produced temperatures of zero or lower at all reporting stations operational in Arkansas at the time, with the most severe cold waves occurring on the 12th and 13th. I think that one of the best ways to tackle this story would be chronologically, so let's just start with our first round. The first round of snowfall came between January 6th and 8th, when light snow fell predominantly over northern Arkansas. The only area recording what might be considered an excessive amount was the Newport area of northeastish Arkansas where up to 11 inches of snow was reported to have fallen. Round two occurring between January 10th and 12th was much more severe and widespread. Snowfall totals between 11 and 14 inches were common over a large part of northern and portions of western Arkansas. Over the central, and especially southern, parts of the state, it started as sleet before changing over to snow. The deepest snow was reported in Melbourne and Izzard County in northern Arkansas, where it was said to be 30 inches deep. Cities like Searcy, Batesville, Marshall, Rogers, Hardy, Calico Rock, Swifton, Osceola, and Mark Tree, all reported snowfall of one foot or deeper. Even Little Rock recorded eight inches of snow. On the 11th, 12th, and 13th, lows across the state ranged from 0 at Huttig on the Louisiana state line to negative 23 at Mammoth Spring on the Missouri state line. In fact, that reading at Mammoth Spring would remain the state record low temperature until January of 1930. Most sites recorded morning lows between negative 10 and negative 20. All time record lows for January were set at multiple locations, including Calico Rock, where the temperatures reached negative 20, negative 13 at Conway, negative 6 at Pine Bluff, and negative 10 at Brinkley and Camden. And for the record, this wasn't just an Arkansas problem. Beginning on January 11th, mail service in the Midwest was stopped for two weeks due to the snow, and on the 12th, Memphis tied their record January low at negative 8. Meanwhile, Bloomington, Illinois, saw temperatures drop to negative 23, and Fort Wayne, Indiana, got as low as negative 24. Days later, a third storm dumped an additional 5 to 12 inches of snow over northern and portions of central Arkansas between January 14th and 16th. The big winner this time was Calico Rock, where 15 inches of snow was recorded to have fallen. Hardy and Black Rock also recorded new snowfall of more than one foot. On January 15th, the south half of the two-story block-long Matthews building in North Little Rock caught fire. North Little Rock and Little Rock firefighters were hampered by the frigid temperatures as they battled the fire, which destroyed several businesses, including the North Little Rock Times newspaper and the North Little Rock Post Office. Soldiers from Camp Pike were brought in to help wake and evacuate people who were rooming above the businesses. January 19th and 20th saw a 4th storm produce 7 to 10 inches of snow over northern Arkansas, with the highest total once again occurring in Calico Rock. More heavy snow fell over western and northern Arkansas on January 21st and 22nd. However, the heaviest snow was in Corning near the Missouri border in northeastern Arkansas, where 25 inches of snow was reported. January 21st saw 15 inches of snow on the ground at Little Rock, a record which would stand until it was tied in February of 2021, more than 100 years later. That day also saw ice on the Arkansas River five and a half inches thick in central Arkansas, enough for people to walk across it between Little Rock and North Little Rock. The sixth and final storm occurred between January 27th and 29th. It wasn't widespread, but it did produce an additional one to four inches over central and northeast Arkansas. Snowfall totals for the month were extreme, with amounts of two to three feet in much of central and northern Arkansas. Calico Rock had the highest total, with 45 inches, or three and three quarters feet, followed by Hardy with 43 inches, or just over three and a half feet. Other locations with more than two feet of snow were Fayetteville, Rogers, Harrison, Marshall, Searcy, Mountain View, Mountain Home, Mammoth Spring, Batesville, Newport, Black Rock, Pocahontas, Corning, Osceola, and Mark Tree. Little Rock finished the month with 20 inches of snow. Even the Delta and Southern Arkansas weren't exempt from the snow. Helena saw almost 2 feet, Arkadelphia 13 inches, Texarkana 7 inches, El Dorado 4.2 inches. And cross it very near the Louisiana state line, saw almost 11 inches of snow. Little Rock saw 20 inches of snow through the month of January, a record that would stand until February of 2021 when it was beaten by three tenths of an inch. Now, I know uh, for a lot of you, these total snowfalls are going to sound uh, really small to be such a big deal. But I would like to to point out that the average snowfall in Arkansas in the month of January is 2.3 inches. Um, Arkansas is not a state known for getting a lot of snow. If anything, we tend to have more problems with ice. Uh, But that was not the case in, in 1918 when the problem was very much snow. Um... Yeah, on on an average year in an average year uh Arkansas may have up to 6 inches of snow. That's our average yearly snowfall total. Um and this was one month when um Little Rock saw over 3 times uh in one month saw over 3 times what the state usually experiences throughout an entire year so um just had to throw that in for any of you northerners who may be listening i know it sounds ridiculous to talk about these conditions being such a big deal but keep in mind that arkansans are not prepared for this type of weather and arkansas well That'll get right into the next topic, so. Whenever you have that much snow in a state like Arkansas where the infrastructure is not built for such conditions, you're going to have major impacts. Harvey Cole, the meteorologist in charge of the Little Rock Weather Bureau office, wrote that no farm work of any consequence could be done because of the snow and the cold weather except caring for stock and some kinds of hauling. The cold was said to have killed most of the peach buds, but the snow cover protected the wheat crop and it was said to be in good condition. Trains into Little Rock were 10 to 12 hours late and trolley service in the city was at a standstill for several days. Things got pretty bad. The natural gas supply failed almost entirely and few consumers and public utilities reliant on gas for fuel were equipped to change over to use coal or wood. As mentioned earlier, most people had used up most of their coal during December, so as temperatures fell even further in January, fuel was in short supply statewide. Industrial plants and office buildings were ordered closed down, public schools dismissed, fuel was denied to all non-essential industries, and early closing hours were enforced. In Little Rock, public buildings were opened as shelters for those unable to heat their homes. The situation was made all the more worse by the fact that Camp Pike, now known as Camp Robinson, and then in use as a training area for soldiers bound for Europe, required at least 10 cars of coal per day. On top of all of that, conditions in Missouri, Kansas, Illinois, Kentucky, and Tennessee were similar or worse uh, than those in Arkansas, so the only state that could really help or fuel the situation was Louisiana officials in charge of monitoring this fuel problem remained on duty for about 18 hours per day for nearly two straight months. I also want to point out that all this was occurring uh, during a pandemic. This was all during the Spanish flu pandemic. Uh, That got a lot of discussion last year when we started breaking all of, or matching, tying all of uh, the 1918 records, January 1918 records, um, in February 2021, um, that both of those record, massively record-setting years, had occurred in the midst of a pandemic. Um, so, just word of warning to future Arkansans who maybe. Uh, finding this and some sort of weird internet archaeology that you're doing um, there seems to be something about pandemic years and large amounts of snowfall and they've actually done some research on that um, tying in the pandemic prevalence and things like that in with El Nino which is also what was tied in to this winter storm so that's a thing that's been discussed by people far smarter than I. The snowstorms of January 1918 were monumental. At Little Rock, measurable snow was on the ground for 27 days from January 10th until February 5th. It contributed to the decade of 1910 to 1919 being the third snowiest on record at Little Rock only being beaten by the 1960s and the 1890s. The heavy snow and frigid temperatures made for a month that has been immortalized in the annals of Arkansas weather history. Hopefully, this January doesn't get quite that exciting. Anyway, this is Mapstronaut. Thank you for listening.